0: Welcome to this podcast series where I talk to the artists behind the music I play on my radio shows. I host two radio shows a month on UKcountryradio.com. One is a Country Legends, a documentary style show, and the other is the Boudoir Bluegrass Show. Join me while I chat to and get to know the musicians and artists behind the music I play. Listen to their stories and their musical journeys and share some laughter and fun as you get to know the artists behind the music. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. Here in the boudoir I've got a very lovely, talented lady. She is an award-winning singer-songwriter. She's from the US and she is a key figure on the bluegrass scene. I'd like to welcome Donna Ulysses. Hi, Donna. How are you? Hi, how are you? I'm good, thanks, Donna. I'm very well, actually, and thank you very much for joining me today. Now, tell me,
1: when did you start singing? I am thinking it's probably when you were born. (sighs) Actually, I don't remember a time when I wasn't. I I think the first time I was on stage, uh, I was about two and a half. So it's been a part of my life forever. And um, I actually just wrote a song for my newest project that I'm getting ready to go in the studio called Me and Sunny and Bobby. And it's a true story. I was two and a half. My dad was giving a backyard barbecue. And... um, he had hired a bluegrass band and when they took a break I snuck on stage and got the mic I had been eyeing for the last hour and I started singing Take This Hammer and I had my eyes closed and it sounded like I was singing with Sonny and Bobby Osborne of course then I opened my eyes and saw everybody staring at me and the band had crept up on stage and I threw the mic down and promptly ran off. I don't do that these days in a show. I, I stay the whole song but <laughs> that's that's how it started. Oh how cute. I bet you wowed the crowds. Is there any video footage? I, I don't know but from that moment on it really uh, my dad got the bug for me too and both my parents have been so supportive my whole life. Um, you know helping me pursue this dream. Of course then I married into bluegrass when I married my husband Rick Stanley and he is one of these Stanleys and Ralph Stanley and the clinch mountain boys sang at our wedding.
0: Oh how wonderful that's so cool that's the coolest thing I think. Anyway so in the 1980s you then moved to Nashville didn't you?
1: Yes Um, Rick and I got married and then a year later we packed it all up and came to Nashville and promptly starved to death for those first few years and then I got a lucky break and was signed to a major record deal with Atlantic Records and um, you know still basically in therapy over that one but I'm I'm doing good oh
0: bless <laughs> but the album you released with them Trouble at the Door that was quite an acclaimed album wasn't it
1: yes yes and um, I just I'm very thankful for that opportunity I met some co-writer friends of mine that I have had a relationship with since that song Trouble at the Door. They wrote the song Trouble at the Door. It's Carrie and Lynn Shader and they have remained a huge part of my career from that point to, to this and um, I couldn't be more thankful for for all of that experience. It really set me up for what I'm doing now. It really did.
0: Which of course we'll be getting on to later because it's incredibly exciting what you've got going on at the moment isn't it?
1: Yes it is.
0: Because you're now signed with Billy Blue Records but. Yeah. Between Atlantic Records and you signing, you uh, You released a few albums of Hadley Music.
1: Is that right? Yeah, yes. Um, what happened was, you know, when I lost the deal with Atlantic, I sort of floundered for a few years. I was on the verge of getting a deal with RCA Records and then again with Arista Records, and it just didn't happen for whatever reason, uh, you know, before we got to the dotted line, the deal would fall through. So um, it was through... Tim Dubois, who used to run Arista Records, um, he told my manager at the time, he said, you know what I think? He said, I think you ought to make Donna a writer because I think she's going to find her real voice through her songwriting. And so I took it as a death. You know, I thought, okay, he's telling me I'm not good enough to be an artist. So second choice would be a songwriter. And I, you know, I wrote, always wrote, but I didn't want to be a full-time songwriter. I wanted to be an artist. So I sort of went begrudgingly into that whole thing. And my generous manager formed a company called Hadley Music around my songwriting. And um, that's when Carrie and Lynn became very instrumental in my career. My husband, um, who's an excellent songwriter, he was writing for Maypop publishing at the time. Uh, he became you know, a co-writer mm-hmm. and through that whole journey, I found my voice and believe it or not, it wasn't in country, it was in bluegrass. And that's exactly what happened. Well, that's a
0: fascinating story. Well, bluegrass, I mean, I've, I love bluegrass.
1: I and do I, too. Yeah,
0: I was kind of introduced to it through the back. That's another story. But um, yeah, I came into it a few years ago and I have loved it ever since. So you released quite a few records, though, through that, didn't you? Not yes. only writing, but
1: singing as well. Well, and that was an accident. So what happened there is I was developing quite a big catalog. I was writing commercial country and uh, had actually really started enjoying it, embracing being a songwriter. But I would go to these songwriting nights and I would be the only songwriter there that didn't have a CD to sell. So my uh, the, the girl that ran the office, she went to our boss and she said, you know, I think we should put together a little CD for Donna to sell at the songwriting nights here in Nashville. And so we hired a guy named Keith Sewell and he put together a fabulous band. And um, when we were researching the songs to cut, he said, you know, you really have an Appalachian theme to all your music. It's very mountain. He said, why don't we do something, you know, instrumental kind of grassy. And at the time, I, you know I didn't know anything about it and I do you know I'll I'll do this disclaimer I am not a traditional bluegrass singer but my uh songwriting lends itself to this instrumentation because the storytelling is very bluegrass it's about the mountains usually it's about the way of life there so we did we cut my first record it's called when I look back and it was done just to be demos and um Keith said, I think you should send it out. And we did. And it just radio took it and started playing it. And that launched my bluegrass career. So it was sort of I tripped up into that too. (laughs) Yeah. Who knew? Who knew? But it's
0: it's it's funny, isn't it? How the universe works. I I believe a lot in the universe. And you know, if you've got your positive vibes and you work, something happens if you're meant to take that path. You will take that path eventually. Yes. And you certainly did. Well, of course, now, yeah, I wanted to get on to your, um, I was going on to your songwriting because I love to hear the stories behind uh-huh. certain songs. Um, is there a, well, you can't have a favourite, of course, but is there a particular song? Would it be the latest one or the very first one you wrote that is your baby and, you know, you have a particular poignant story behind that really is heartfelt
1: You know, I'll be honest, Lynn, um, it was Carrie Chater when we were first launching it. You know how you work with these great tutors Mm. that, you know, show you the the right way. So I didn't have to unlearn bad habits because he sort of took me by the hand and taught me all the right habits in songwriting. And the first thing he told me is he said, write what you know, write what you see, you know, because it'll be believable. And that's the thing we want to do. As songwriters, is mm-hmm. to make you believe what we're saying. So, um, so much of what I write is, you know, it, it's my life. One of my favorite things I've written is a song called "Papa's Garden," and I wrote it by myself. Which, you know, I always second guess everything I write by myself. Though I write a lot by myself, but this one, I, I, um, I wrote about my Italian grandfather who had this marvelous garden. And it was magical when we were little, we just would play in this garden. And um, I don't know, it's it that taught me the biggest lesson, I think, on my journey of songwriting is I wrote it. I played it for my husband. And there's a line in there about uh, my papa being on his knees and pulling weeds. And it made my husband cry. So I thought, okay, I hit upon honesty. So it touched him in a way that made him think of his dad. So that's what we want to do as songwriters. And I always use that particular song as my turning point in believability, I think. What a lovely story. Thank you for sharing that one. Oh, you're welcome. I I got a story behind every song, trust me. Uh, We can sit here for hours.
0: (laughs) Uh, but that's what I love. I just love songwriting. I'm dabbling in it. Well, I've, I've written a few songs myself and I just love to get inspired by other songwriters. I love to hear their stories. I love to hear how they got into it because you're always learning. That's yes, it's true. You can always learn from talking to people, from listening to how they approach it, from listening to their stories and, and yep. realizing that, you know, just like you have said, what I realize is if you stay true to yourself Write what you feel. Write what you know. Write what you think. Yeah, you can't really go too wrong. It's true. I'm really excited about what happened later on. Then, of course, in two thousand and sixteen, that was uh, when when you won the award. Not only songwriter of the year award was that in
1: uh, two thousand and seventeen. Two thousand sixteen was songwriter of the year. Two thousand seventeen was song of the year. Song of and the year, then. Yeah. And then also in 2017, I won another organization's Songwriter of the Year Award that year also. So I had a couple of good years that, you know, turned into a few trophies. And that's always a good thing to be validated by the community you're working in. And and, um, I I was certainly (laughs) surprised and um, appreciative your single it could have been the mandolin which
0: i love actually i love, I love that one too that's a really good was that had a really fantastic hit in the charts didn't it number one for a couple of months
1: it did and i ended up co-writing that with a really good friend of mine who is now you know he is part of billy blue records he's actually running the label his name is jerry sally another fabulous fabulous songwriter um and he and I and my husband uh, formed the little house workshops that we do here. But I took this idea because it's really, again, I was thinking about, um, it, you know, we all know that we're in love. You know, we get married, we're in love and uh, we know in those bad love stories the moment love ends you know you kind of see that it's you know floundering over there and gasping for breath but sometimes you can't pick the exact moment when love starts and that's what the idea was i had the song written and i knew i was on to something but it wasn't quite as good as it could be so i went into a writing appointment with jerry sally and i said you know if you hear anything in this song I don't care how much we chop it up. Uh, I think this is a great idea. And of course he fell in love with it. And that's exactly what we did. We chopped it all up and then it became, it could have been the mandolin. So
0: a beautiful song. Thank you. So I'm excited now to talk about your latest project with yes. record company. Well, your, yeah, go ahead. Tell me about this lovely new album that was released in
1: nine, 2019. Yes. Well, Actually, the the one before that, it's, it's a, a collection of songs called Breaking Easy. Um, I got to work with one of my all time heroes. Uh, never thought it was going to happen. His name is Doyle Lawson. He okay. is just one of the finest, and. Um, you never hear a Dole Lawson product that isn't at the top of its game. You know, just the songs are great. The arrangements are great. The vocals are great. He's just perfection. And um, so I was a little nervous to go in and work with the great Dole Lawson because he doesn't produce a lot of people. Very few. And uh, we ended up becoming terrific friends over this whole experience the, on that album. And that album has back home feeling again, which is another one of my favorites. And um, so when I transitioned over to Billy Blue Records, um, Jerry reached out to Dole and said, Would you like to produce another album on Donna? And Dole said, Absolutely. <laughs> so, you know, to have two. Um, records produced by Dole Lawson is just unbelievable but I just found out a little birdie and I'll just say it on your show um, he's going to produce my new record also so I will get to work with Dole for a third project and so How three times has to be a bigger charm than the other two. <laughs> oh, that's so exciting you don't it seem is. to
0: ever stop you just are you know moving you along all the
1: time <laughs> and it's wonderful. COVID tried to stop us but We got past it.
0: Oh, hasn't it been a horrible year with that? Because it's it's canceled so much.
1: You know, I look at it two different ways. Um, Yes, we had to watch our whole schedule empty out and we had to cancel all of our workshops, which is a real shame because we book out about a year in advance. So we had to send everything back. And but In this year, I finished a project that I've been writing on for six years. It's going to kind of mirror my All the Way to Bethlehem CD, which is the story of the birth of Christ. Mm -hmm. And this album is going to be the Easter version of that. It's a harder story to tell. And it's taken me six years. And um, I got, you know, I had nothing but time. And I got to get in my head and really think about the story. And um, I've written probably maybe 40 songs for this project. So now I've got to go call it out and see, you know, if it makes a complete story, you know, a beginning and an end to this thing. But that's one thing that wouldn't have happened. I don't think I would not have finished it and especially wouldn't have the songs that I finished it up with if it hadn't been for the COVID year. Um, another thing is just enjoying my husband. I mean, we've oh, just, yeah, we so live nice. out on a little tiny farm and we've just been hanging out here. we got, Goats and cows and I don't know. We we were stocked up and ready to just chill out for a year. So that's what we did.
0: Yeah, there are the positives. You know, it has been a yeah. horrible year from being ill and people yes. losing so many people. Yeah. But I myself have had a lovely time with my husband. Oh in that time, I've actually finished or you know, managed to start and in some areas finished projects that would not have got done. So there are positives that have come out of that year not being able to work as you normally would do so I can see exactly where you're coming from and I can totally understand that so now we're coming out of COVID and the restrictions what are your
1: plans
0: for the future well
1: we just now started getting bookings And it's terribly exciting because I was afraid that a lot of these festivals wouldn't have made it through, you know, missing a whole Mm. season. Yeah. So I've had my fingers crossed and everything, and they're coming in Um, where our first show is going to be made the sixth. That's going to be the Doyle Lawson Festival. Um, And I'm also meeting with Jerry, uh, Sally, tomorrow night or the next night, my husband and I, and we're going to put all the workshop dates together. So we're going to launch the workshops again, starting in June. And they're terribly exciting. I mean, this has just been another godsend that I never saw coming down the pike until we started doing them, but they're just marvelous um, opportunities for songwriters that want to up their game right now on the charts are two little house songs one is flower and lace by the Grascals. that was written right here oh at i the love little the house Graskills. workshop the yeah yeah this song is just a beautiful song called flower and um, candles and lace i'm or is, no it's flowers and lace and then um of course heart of rosine off my record was written written here and um the yesterday um see what was that song by christy cox yesterday's heartache coming on uh was written here bacon and my beans by joe mullins was written here at the little house workshop so it's the gift that keeps on giving so we are teaching people to um you know to up their game in their writing process and getting hits out of it to to boot so and it's
0: wonderful because you know it's it's inspiring others it is helping others and that's what I really liked reading about yourself is that you are there to help others you really have a passion to help and inspire up and coming songwriters and just just show them that there are people out there willing to do that which is really nice but I find in the bluegrass area anyway the community is very lovely it's very giving it's very welcoming I think,
1: you know, a lot of festivals provide these workshops as part of a ticket, you know, so if you're coming to the workshop for the weekend, um, chances are there will be workshops available while you're, you know, mulling around Mm -hmm. and stuff. There'll be um, instrumental workshops. I've taught lots and lots of the songwriting workshops. Um, Just a caveat to my growing up years, the two things I wanted to be when I was growing up, was a singer. I always Mm -hmm. saw myself on stage and the other one, I always wanted to be a teacher and God has provided both of those for me. Um, you know, at this point in my life to get to share what it's taken me 40 years to acquire and watch somebody walk in my back door with a dream and a guitar and leave with a whole bunch of new tools. It's exciting. It's, it really is a, it, it gives me as much as I hope I give them that that whole experience. I'm sure it does. It's so wonderful that you do it.
0: And um, I'm sure we're going to have a lot of little house songs out there. (laughs) Yeah. When I'm next over there, seeing my friends in the Smokies, I'll pay you a visit and come write some songs as well. And learn from, from yourself too. That'd be lovely. You're invited. (laughs) Thank you. Okay, so, well, Donna, it's been an absolute pleasure to talk to you. You've been wonderful, and it's been so nice to hear about your life, your, your songwriting, your stories, and what's going to happen in the future. And I will make sure that my listeners keep hearing your songs on my shows. And you must I- keep me up to date with Little House songs as well. And I will.
1: Um, lynn it's been a delight it's because of people like you that support the music you know we couldn't do what we do without you guys so you're every bit as big a star to me
0: oh thank you you're so sweet and it's been a real pleasure thank you donna thank you you have been listening to a lynn nash music and voice production for the bands in the boudoir podcast i do hope you've enjoyed listening and i hope you will come back to listen to further episodes in the future thank you very much for tuning in